Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be comparing two different means of walking a spiritual path, that of perpetual high school student, and one of being served in a restaurant. People come to me with the most amazing stories. They want to know what lesson they are missing or what message isn't getting through because they keep praying and trying to manifest things and nothing works out right. Like people who pray earnestly for unconditional love and are inundated with pets of all kinds, these people are getting responses to their requests, literal answers which fulfill the specified parameters but not what the person actually intended or needed. Sometimes there is a message which they have been missing, usually when the response is a repeated pattern or a cluster of events, and sometimes they are missing the lesson not because they don't know it, but because they've been trying to put off acknowledging it. But most of the time when I see this, the problem isn't in a missing message or lesson, It's in how they're putting out the request, which stems from an incorrect underlying assumption. Over the centuries, for a great many reasons, religions, spiritual organizations, and persons have found it efficacious to teach us, spiritually at least, we are forever children, with limited responsibilities for our actions, always monitored and guided by higher powers who are looking after us, and trying to help us learn to be better beings. This means there is always a lesson in all things which occur to us. There's always something we are striving to learn in order to reach the next stage in our becoming, and we need to seek approval and recognition from someone else who is in 24-7 contact with us, listening to our every thought and feeling our every emotion. This is either comforting or a bit stalkerish, depending on how you look at it. And in many cases, it is close to the truth. When a soul is young, when it is in its initial stages of becoming, when it is new to this particular style of embodiment, or new to this planet with its lessons, the soul is much like a student in school, learning pre-selected lessons and working through them under the tutelage of a teacher or guide. This can be as macro as taking on a very iconic role in life, like the male head of a family, being a peasant woman in a small European village, herding cattle in Africa, working a farm in rural China, and on and on and on. It can be as micro as working through a brief role with one other person, or be in one small facet of the embodied life. We see it here as well, where people take on very iconic roles in their lives and work hard to achieve perfection in them against the odds and find themselves struggling in later life. Or it can look like a businessman who is ruthless and successful because what they're learning about is power or ethics or having a voice. From the outside, it's hard to know what lessons are being learned 
but soul book after soul book shows people seek out lives to learn things such as commitment, power over others, wealthiness, poverty, jealousy, freedom, need, forgiveness, and so much more. But what happens when you've learned these things? What happens when you've learned all the primary colors of being and all the secondary ones and a great deal of the rest of the color palette and you've become a complex being who wants to do more and be more? Well, then you graduate. That's not to say you stop learning. Far from it. We are always learning and growing and becoming in every moment. But the structure of how we do this shifts. We stop being the recipient of learning situations, the student looking to a teacher for guidance, and instead become a co-participant in our learning process. We grow up. This is where the weird responses to prayers and meditation and manifestation come in, and where I stated that it's an underlying assumption which is causing the issue. If the person is assuming they are still a student, they are being monitored by the NSA, (coughs) I mean stalked by their guides or listened to by their support team or angels, but instead they are actually a graduate who is co-creating their life, then the way they are making the request is missing components, is being spun incorrectly, and the universe is doing its best with what it has to work with. I liken the graduated soul spiritual model to a person who has entered a restaurant. Instead of having a preset lesson to learn and being monitored by a teacher who is going to grade the work and hand out more lessons, the person is seated at a lovely table with the most extensive menu imaginable, in fact with a great many of them. The waiter and the bartender are waiting for the soul to decide what menu they're going to be working from, and then what kind of meal experience they want. Do they want appetizers and an aperitif? Do they want salad and soup before the main course? Do they want wine with the meal? Do they want coffee and or dessert? And once that's decided, then they can offer the correct submenus to show what's available in all of those categories, so the person can start making their choices. Those choices go into the window for the cook, go to the bartender for mixing, and start coming out to the table. Now, like all restaurants, the cook and the bartender can only work with the ingredients they have. The more time they have, the more likely they're able to get exactly what is wanted, and each one is the instrument of their own art influenced by the moment, their moods, their equipment, and so on. Which is to say, in this metaphor, there isn't some Wizard of Oz making things happen. It's all of us and everything else in an interconnected web responding to the request and working to make it happen. So things will happen in unique ways, which might not always be to the liking of the requester. Sometimes there is a message or meaning to this. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. 
part of the spiritual journey is to figure out the difference. Meanwhile, if the person entering the restaurant thinks they're in school, they're looking to the waiter to tell them what to do, which the waiter can't and won't. The waiter is waiting for the person to tell them what they want. A standoff, as it were. So then the person starts praying, meditating, manifesting. They ask for the most generic thing possible, which is for their best and highest good, with the assumption their teacher is hearing and feeling the rest, and they will be given exactly what they need in order to complete the lesson and achieve their goal. However, the waiter isn't hearing anything or feeling much but confusion because they receive this rather general request for something vaguely like a dish they know, but no specifics. For example, it's like asking to have a dinner made of beef. Well, okay. This means there might either be a plate or a bowl involved, might take silverware or not, and says nothing of what might go with the beef, what kind of beef, what temperature, or even consistency the beef might want to be in. We could be talking steak, hamburger, stroganoff, or stew. Without further details, the waiter can only put this order into the cook and have the cook give something back which matches those criteria. This is when the odd responses start coming. Thinking they're a student and not a graduate, someone prays to have art brought back into their life, and they get a visit from their grandchild or nephew or friend's child who brings finger paints with them. Or prayers go out to get into a field they've always wanted to work in, and they get unpaid internships they can't afford because they have to make money to live. They want to meet someone interesting, and so they do, but the person is married and not interested in a relationship. The list goes on and on. One of the first things I recommend when people are experiencing this is to change the prayer or meditation or manifesting process to be much more specific. I suggest they not go about this as if they're requesting something from an authority who may or may not grant the wish through arbitrary rules they can't fathom. They should ask for what they want as if they deserve it, because they do, while being specific and also respectful. Those of us who have worked in the service industry know how far respect will get you when co-creating anything, a meal, a purchase, a trip, an event, and so on. Be respectful, but come from a place of being an equal, because you are. Place your order, receive your order with gratitude, and if it's right, or good, or exceptional, praise all involved for having brought it to you. If it's not right, or not right enough, respectfully send it back. Remember, the waiter and the cook and the bartender are also learning and growing and becoming. Letting them know what works and what doesn't helps them as much as it helps you. Being clear, being honest, and being respectful will put you miles ahead of the game. Now, some people get confused because they repeatedly ask for help, for guidance, for support in difficult situations, 
and never seemed to receive it and get stuck, sometimes for decades, never getting relief and never seeming to move forward. Again, a contributing factor in this can be in the request. If the request is being made from the standpoint of being a student, being a child, waiting for a parent to step in and resolve the situation and the person isn't actually a student, then the request is going to go awry. Not because there aren't beings who want to help, but because the request doesn't have the necessary components to make it work. Standing in a restaurant and wailing for support in a difficult situation just makes for a confused and distraught waitstaff. They need to know what you want done, what direction to go, what it is you really need, as they have no permission to invade your free will, nor can they take control of the situation in question. Asking for guidance? Same issue. You're asking for someone else to make a decision when no one else has the ability to do this for you. If you're asking for advice from the advice menu, they can arrange that. But until you narrow the request, there's not much they can do. Changing your perspective on who you actually are and how you're interacting with the world around you can make a dramatic difference in the responses you get because it informs how you express your needs. How do you know which model you're working from? Well, on the one hand, you can try the different ways of making your requests and see how the responses differ. On the other, you can ask your guides directly. They will certainly let you know. Once you know which model you're working with, you have a key insight into yourself and how you interact best with the world and with everyone in it. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be discussing tips on looking for the one. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thanks. Bye.